Welcome to Ludgate Podcast, Season 2, in collaboration with West Talk. I'm your host, Jack Regan. Welcome to Episode 3. Last week, we spoke to Fionn Ferreira, founder of Fionn & Co. This week, I'm joined by Amanda Connell, owner of East Meets West in Skull, County Cork. East Meets West is a shop that sells bespoke items from India. Amanda spoke to me about her trips to India, how COVID-19 affected deliveries from India, and much more. Without further ado... Let's get into the episode. Today I'm joined by Amanda Connell of East Meets West in Skull County Cork. And uh, thanks for being on the show today, Amanda. Uh, that's great, Jack. Um, really, I really, really appreciate what West Talk is doing. And, and the, the great thing is, is harnessing social media um, and bringing us all together. So um, thanks very much for the opportunity. And no bother. And I guess before we kind of talk about the business, what we kind of want to talk about is um, yourself and your kind of connection to West Cork. So if you want to tell the listeners a little about yourself and how you're connected to West Cork. Well, bizarrely, I, I actually learned to swim in Kinsale when Acton's had an outdoor pool. And I think it was 25 foot long. And that would have been, I was trying to remember whether it was 66 or 67. So that was my first introduction to West Cork. And then bizarrely, um, through a whole load of other coincidences, um, I met people and got married and moved here. Um, I spent most of my life in health education. Well, I trained as a physio, been in health education, research and stuff. And I so wanted my children to go to Skull Community College. And that was like from more or less before they were born. I wanted them to do the Irish education system. And then I watched that college and they're now long gone from from Skull Community College. And oh boy, it was the best decision. Yeah, no, so that's, that's great. That's my yeah, no, that's great. And it's funny enough because the last episode as well, last episode as well, um, we were speaking about the secondary school over. Um, so this is kind of two episodes now that are being featured in. So um they'll be loving the shout outs. Um and we'll keep it going <laughs> for them. Um so for people who don't know about East Meets West and what your shop is about, um tell us a little about the business and what you operate. Okay, well, East Meets West is uh, what we do is we work with small small businesses, individual craftspeople um, and individuals in um, small areas of, of India. Now, I say small areas. India has a billion people, so, you know, there's nothing very small about it. But the idea is to, to promote um, and foster... Uh, traditional skills support the families there and in the same way as we all have to live down here and so our sort of tagline is local to local globally so in East Meets West everything um, that we stock has been handmade or crafted it's using traditional skills it's helping to maintain those kinds of skills so that we don't go to the the sort of mass-produced factory and warehouse stuff so we, we've got mosaic glass lights, teak furniture, and it's all old teak furniture. And even the new stuff is, is made with traditional skills and cashmere scarves, but they don't come from the factories. They, they come from the craftspeople and then Jaipur Blue Pottery, which is a really ancient um, 
pottery skill that's that's localized to Jaipur in northern India. So that's that's kind of what we do. And once a year, um, apart from pandemic year, obviously, um, I go to India and I meet directly with the people. I so I know all the people that 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 send us the 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 stock that we have. Um, and I've been doing that for a good few years now. Um, and it's great because they know me, I know them, and it means that they know every year I will be supporting their business, but also they're supporting me, which is exactly what they did last year. Obviously, I couldn't go, but they know me. And because we have that personal relationship, we did the entire shipment on WhatsApp, I mean, which is a bit mad. Because normally I would be out in India and we'd be sat having the, the cups of chai and, you know, and they'd be laying out the quilts or the cushion covers or the pottery or all those kinds of things. And I'm going, oh, that's lovely. I'll have that and that and that. This time it all landed onto my phone, which was challenging. But on the other hand, it was fantastic because they, the people I work with out there, they know what, what I'm looking for in terms of what I can sell in Skull. So we can not just Skull, but, but also to keep the, the prices right and reasonable and, and, and have a sort of ethical provenance of where everything comes from. So that's, that's what the shop's about. Yeah, it's really interesting. I think that there's not many places in Ireland or even West Cork that would be operating um, from India and getting their stock from India. So I guess the question would be, how did the connection start with India in the first place and why India? Oh, well, all credit goes to my business partner who set it up and she she retired a, a, a good few years ago now. Um, and she grew up in India. So and and maybe 15 years ago, 10, 15 years ago, she was um, out visiting people and saw this thing. I then, by complete accident, as it as it happened because I knew her and I happened to be working in Singapore. She transited from Australia where she'd been visiting family through Singapore. And I went, Oh, I'd quite like to go to India. I haven't been there yet. I got there. Oh my God. I fell in love with the place, but it was that sense of meeting people that I, I, I get, I mean, they're the same as here. I mean, they're artists, artisans, small businesses who are, who, who are just passionate about their craft. Um, and we've kind of grown it from, from there really. So, and I took over the business on my own about three, four years ago. Um, and it's been a, a, a just step by step and see how it goes and it's working. That's great. And how are you finding the, the pandemic obviously has um, affected sales for many businesses? Have you been affected badly or are you able to still sell online? Uh, well, the, the trickiest thing, and that's why I really appreciate what you're doing with West Talk and stuff, is, is for artists and artisans, selling online is not, is not very easy. It's not like I can go on eBay and go, hey, I've got a whole load of mosaic lights because each one is made individually. So we've done a slightly different thing with our website and, and used it as a catalog. And I have to thank my daughter for doing that because she did a history of art degree. And she said, well, let's do it as a catalog and let people see what it is. And then what I will do is, con when I've got a contact from a customer is say, 
right, here's a photo of the, the light you're going to buy. And this is what it is. But also it's a chance to tell the story. And I think quite often people like to know the, the story behind what it is. Like if you buy a mosaic glass light from me, someone has sat there and put every single tiny bit of, bit of glass on by hand. So every light is different. Even if the patterns are, are, are generally the same, if you put six of the same pattern all together, you'd find little differences in the same way as if you bought, you know, handcrafted pottery. Yeah. And a common theme that's uh, kind of coming up throughout the podcast episodes is the businesses I've been speaking to are really sustainable in their business practices. Um, do you incorporate any like sustainability practices and kind of ethics and East meets West? Yeah. I mean, it's interesting because my background is not in business. I mean, I was a, healthcare professional and then an educator and researcher and worked in public service. But I firmly believe it is that actually what sustains things is having um, an ethical approach to things and the, and the, and also the, the personal relationships. Um, so the sustainability, which was really brought home this, this last year was the fact that I was able to restock my shop because I knew these people. I knew the people in India and okay, they're thousands of miles away, but they needed to do business because they were in the same situation as us. I mean, they were locked down. If I, if I did business just with factories um, and very big global companies, it I'd be gone by now. So we've actually been mutually supportive. And I think that's quite an interesting sort of sustainable idea is that maybe it's not just about the money. It's actually about trying to do the right thing and be aware of who you're trying to support. And then locally, my, my really big thing is I want to create a business in West Cork that's sustainable because of local employment. Um, and it's really important that, you know, like Shona, who's my shop manager, is just amazing, but she has three young kids. Um, so we have to be flexible in terms of the hours and the work and, and mutually supportive to, to each other. So I think that's, that's my, the sustainability is through the, the support that you, that you set up for each other. And since you've taken over the business, uh, you've obviously picked up a few lessons along the way. And what I kind of try and incorporate in the podcast is for any kind of aspiring business owners or people who are running their business and want to learn, you know, something from others. Um, what would be your advice um, since you've taken over the shop and kind of the things you've learned along the way? Oh, gosh, I've learned so much. But I mean, haven't been in universities and education for years. I mean, I, I just believe the key to life is like you learn something new every day. So I particularly all the social media, um, the online presence and, and those kinds of things is just talking to people, listening, learning from mistakes. Um, but then the other thing too is not to be too caught up with doing it in the sort of standard way. I mean, West Cork is different. I mean, that's the whole thing about it. Um, and so it's okay to trust your gut. It's, it's okay to go, I'm going to give this a go, but because I know my customers, I know my suppliers, 
and I'm trying to do something a little bit different and it's okay not to do it by the rule book. That's great advice, especially um, when things are so set in stone these days, like, you know, standard practice and you learn this and it has to be this way, you know, sometimes it can pay off to do things that are outside the box yeah. as well. So, Yeah, and I think it is that, that transferable skills thing is, is like to really take stock of, you know, what are you good at? And like I trained as a physio and actually running a business or running the shop is not dissimilar to being a physio. I'm on my feet all day and I'm really, and I'm always talking to people. And as an educator, I always love to sort of like try and explain stuff and tell the story. I think it's like use the transferable skills and, 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 and be good about them. Don't worry about like, I knew nothing about business when I got into this and I, and I'm okay to go. I don't know much about it and I really need to learn. And that's one of the reasons I really wanted to engage. Like I sent you the email and say, I, I, okay, this is terrifying me, but I need to, to, to up my game and learn how social media works. And um, I guess moving away from the business side of things, because obviously running a business, it can be very stressful and you've all these people onto you and you've disorder and you're packaging that thing. And then, you know, one thing leads to another and then it's nine o'clock at night. How do you kind of take your mind off things and what do you do in your free time to take your mind off the business? Um, I just, this, uh, I, I suppose I'm just so grateful to be in West Cork. I mean, I've, I've, I've been very fortunate over the last 10, 20 years to do a lot of traveling and lived in big cities and that kind of stuff. And, you know, when things are all a bit much, I head out the door with my two dogs and go for a walk and go, wow this place is incredible um and and just things like if it if it's an off day and it's a sunday and the shop is closed is is i know i can go into the village and i will see someone and have a chat and have that connection and there there aren't there are a lot of places in the world where you can't do that so yeah we are lucky i suppose that we're not in the a big city in fairness like you said uh, if you're living in singapore you might be stuck in an apartment all day, so. Oh, um, if yeah, by yeah, that's exactly where I would be if I were if I was still in my previous job. I would be on the twelfth floor of a high-rise building and um, on the computer all day and no outdoors. And also, the weather would be the same all the time. I know people complain about the rain here, but oh my god, we get the rain and then when it stops, it's just so wonderful. <laughs> yeah the odd day it happens but sure you know we'll take we'll take the sunny days when we can for the few months of the year so it's not too bad um, <laughs> um i guess the next uh, few questions i have for you amanda are kind of like quick fire questions and they're just totally off topic and they don't have anything to do with business at all so um all the right. first the first one would be um you know if you open up spotify and who's your kind of go-to artist and who's your favorite you know musician at the moment okay now I never, ever thought I would say this, but my go-to artist at the moment is Taylor Swift, which I never expected. I, I actually saw her perform with James Taylor out in the States maybe 10, 12 years ago, and she was rubbish. James Taylor, go-to person every time. Um, I have to say I'm a bit of a Doors fan, but that's just showing my age. But Taylor Swift's new album and what she's produced in, in lockdown 
during lockdown and the fact that she actually collaborated with the national, which is another go-to for me. Um, that would that would be where where I'd go, I suppose. Oh, and Patsy Klein, I'm afraid. Um, the next question would be your favorite high destination, and I know you've you've travelled a lot. Um, so this can either be a place you've been or a place that maybe you want to go after lockdown. So. Okay, I know I, I, I've shared this with you before, and I am I I I know I'm in a, a really fortunate position in that you know in the last. 10, 15 years, I've been on every continent apart from Antarctica and been to some amazing places. I've had the opportunity to travel and all the rest of it, which is probably not what young people want to hear right now because you're all desperate to get out there. And I'm old and I, I, I've been able to do it. But what's amazed me is I have yet to go to a place and I might be blown away by it and go, oh, I wish I lived here. Actually, I, I've, never, I've never been to a place other than here where I'd say, no, this is, if, if I could never go anywhere else, the place I'd be would be West Cork. That's it. That's very interesting to hear. Um, obviously, I probably can't see that point of view now because, no, you know, no. when you're looking out the window and you're just in, you know, Baldy Hall <laughs> and... You're speaking about like South Africa and Singapore. It's a bit different, but um, I'm sure maybe in time uh, that'll change my mind I, as well. It, but it is, it is great down here, to be fair. Do you know, it is this whole podcast is based is. around West Cork businesses. So it is um, it is a great place to live. That is the one thing. Yep. Yeah. And and that's the thing. I think, you know, I, I know I'm in a really privileged position because I've been able to step away from it. And I would always say to people, you know, go see how the world turns. But it's really interesting because every place I've been, I've tended to gravitate and find people like you find here. Like I grew up in a tiny, small village in, in England. And now in India, I've found people who live a similar kind of way. When I was in Singapore, I didn't do the expat thing. I, I was, my closest friends in Singapore would be the local people. Um, and I used to eat in the hawker centers, not in the restaurants and all the rest of it. And the same with other countries I've been to. It's, it's, sometimes it's difficult to see how good it is when you're actually in the situation. The next question I have for you would be, you're having dinner and you can invite three guests and the guests can be alive or they could be dead as well. But like celebrity wise, who are the three guests sitting at your table? Okay. I have three, two alive and one dead. And I picked them for, th for completely different reasons. Michelle Obama, just her, her, her story, I don't know if you've read Becoming, but it's a really interesting read um, about her journey. And um, second person is Jeremy Irons, just because I'd love to say thank you to him <laughs> for being so amazingly wonderful to me when I was 10 years old and I was this little girl that had come from a tiny little village up to London and it was just like oh my god I've never I, I was in my Sunday school dress and and my long white socks and my black paint and shoes and seeing this show and um we at the interval because it was the 70s I, mean, I think it was 71 and he was in God's spell um, and at the interval, they, they asked us up on, on stage and, and said, you know, come meet some of the people 
if you're sitting in the front stall. So we went up there and Jeremy Irons came over to me because I was the only child there. And he spent the entire interval just chatting to me and making me feel comfortable and just being nice. So I'd love him to be there. And then the third person is, this is the geek in me, Richard Feynman, who is just the most extraordinary um, academic physicist, changed the world of physics. But he was also an, a real maverick. I mean, he played the bongos. He was a bit of a wild man. And that, that lovely, he would be just so fascinating, is like how to be incredibly bright and academic and world-changing, but also an awful lot of fun. So those are the three people. To be fair, Jeremy isn't too far away. To be fair, you could probably just like rock up to the castle and be like knock on the door and see if he'd answer. So maybe someday. I'd never have the nerve. This is this has been 50 years of me going, he's my hero. <laughs> oh, you never know. You might meet him in Super Value in Skib or something inside Fields. Maybe <laughs> if he shops there. So um yeah, no, there that's the kind of quick fire question. Um and I just want to add in one more because it's a very interesting topic of India and maybe you could share a couple of stories of, or maybe just one story of like, like a kind of moment that stands out for you, you know, about the culture and stuff over in India. I, I'm not sure there's one story. I, one of the things that I just love is you get off the plane and it's like being in a different world. Um, but what's so so beautiful about, about the business that we're running is that I can walk down the market in Udaipur and it's it's just, you know, Udaipur is a it's a it's a city, but but down in the market, it's literally people who are just like selling a pair of earrings, whatever. So there's a, a guy there that I, I buy the silver from and the reason that I buy silver from them is because the extended family would live, would work in the silver mines. He's a silversmith and all the rest of it. So we do the business and then being invited back into their homes to meet all the family. So it's that sense of, yeah, it's business, but actually being invited into people's homes and then to share a meal where you just, you literally, you sit down on the floor and these the gorgeous Indian food is served up. And the same thing happens when I go to Jaipur with the, the family that I buy the, the, the pottery from. Um, and the same in Jodhpur with the, the, the furniture. It's, it's the sense of it being more than just making money. Yeah, I know that's great. And that's kind of tying things up nicely um, for the final question. And that would be, two kind of two parts of this question and it'd be from a business perspective and a personal perspective what would be your goals for the future okay well being totally selfish i i my plan for the next 10 years would be to be in india twice a year pandemic permitting um and to explore other areas of India um, and possibly other areas because it's East meets West is, is other areas of the East. I, I know Southeast Asia fairly well um, and to travel a bit more, but, 
but to find people and these craftspeople and bring that back to West Cork because West Cork is amazingly sort of multicultural and international. There are so many different people here and just to, to be able to build that side of it and that engagement and go, actually, we're all doing the same kind of thing. It's just in different parts of the world. And then my other big thing is to, to provide local employment. I mean, I'm so aware that, you know, if you live in a rural area, employment is a, is a big, big issue. So if I can run a sustainable business, I can provide local employment. And that's, that's really important. Yeah, and that's a, a great point as well, tying in with um, the Ludgate, who are kind of sponsoring this podcast and in partnership with me. And I've been working with a guy, Dara Welly, inside um, the Ludgate, and they've been a great help to me and also numerous other businesses um, in the West Cork area. So they're really big on that. Um, so if anyone, you can just check them out on Ludgate.ie and I'd like to thank them as well uh, for making this happen. Um, Amanda, it's been a pleasure. Thanks very much for being on the podcast today. And I appreciate you taking time out of your evening to to talk to us today no thank you jack and um all the very best west 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 talk i think it's just it's brilliant what you're doing and and we need people like you to 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 who are interested in taking the time to pull us all together because sometimes we're also wrapped up in our own individual thing and i always believe that you know the sum is greater than the individuals so thank 100%. you percent. thanks very much amanda bueno Sponsored by AIB.